back, mate. So I sound like the fact that it's an energy podcast and I learned nothing about energy. Do you know what I do like about our podcast? We're not scared to tackle the big subjects. We went on Snapchat and pretended to be broccolis and strawberries. <laughs> this is like three old men having a conversation about <laughs> But well, it's difficult not to be offended by that. I feel like we need a hook to get them back for the next episode. I think fun should always be contained. We're going to cut that question, aren't we? Yeah, was... I think we're going to cut it all, to be honest. <laughs> They're going to be like, I met someone really, really interesting this weekend who, in a good way, did not stop talking about energy procurement. Should we start the podcast now, do you think? I thought that was the podcast. How are we all doing? Good. Should we talk about our weeks? Mm, (laughs) Not really. Very tired. Very tired. Why? Why, Paul? It's really strange. I've actually been sleeping really well and I feel more tired. Now I've been sleeping well. What time did you... I, I, normally what I do when I wake up in the morning at about half six is I look on Slack first of all and see if anything's been going on. And I logged on to Slack this morning at half past six and your icon was green, mm. which meant that you were working at half past six this morning. That's right, yeah. Just just before I'd been working, I Arthur got up about six and uh, I took him downstairs for a bit so that Kaz could have a bit of a bit extra sleep. And we went on Snapchat and pretended to be broccolis and strawberries on Snapchat. Have you ever done this? No. no. What? Snapchat on the same phone? Yeah. So it all, that you can choose like a, I don't know what they're called, like uh, filters or whatever. And you can like become a strawberry, for example. Earlier on, Arthur was a coconut jumping along the beach with bananas on his head. Right. Uh, so it's kind of. Um, introducing... how long how long does he enjoy that before he finds he absolutely loves it he honestly it's you can he can sit there being a coconut for for, for several minutes <laughs> i don't want you to think that we're you know it's quite it's a rare treat for him to be able to use a phone we don't uh mm. let him play with phones but uh six o'clock in the morning if he can pretend to be a coconut and that that helps him acclimatized to his day then that's fine definitely i've done it on the iphone you know the kids they've got the bears and you can be a poo can't you and that kind of thing with it so do you send it to anyone on snapchat was it just you were just looking at the screen i don't have any i don't have any snapchat friends i don't know anyone that actually uses snapchat good for you i use it purely for the comic value of the videos with arthur and then i send them to my wife i find it very very funny she finds it amusing and that's it I don't. I've can never I, sent an actual Snapchat. Can I? Can I say something that might be controversial? So I think it's great that you and Arthur do it. I think it's brilliant. And I genuinely, if I take a step back and think about my life, up until the age of maybe fourteen, I could really see myself using something. Snapchat is basically where you put where it, it recognizes your face and it turns you into something, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I could see myself using that up until about the age of fourteen. But I think if anyone above the age of Okay, let's give it a, you know, some kind of tolerance of five years, 13, 14. So let's just say 19 onwards. Mm. Anyone that's over the age of 19 that uses Snapchat and has friends and sends those kind of things to each other should take a long, hard look at themselves. (laughs) (laughs) 
well, it's not just for changing your face, though, is it? It's to recording video messages. So instead of sending a text message. Well, mm. the original idea was that, isn't it that you send a little video and you can't save the video? So you can watch it once and that's it. I that's what that I thought Instagram. it was. Instagram. No, that's, no, that that's photos, Instagram? isn't it? This is like three old men having a conversation about technology. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, no, that's not Instagram. Haven't we got an Instagram? No. No. Yeah. Well, uh, so what time did you start work this morning? Six. It's half six. Uh, half six, I think. Yeah, see, that. no wonder you're tired. Mm, yeah. What time did you go to bed last night? What Where's time were you bed? asleep? Sorry, what time were you asleep last night? I was asleep by 10. Mm, that's good. That's good. By 10. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. So, but that is, you, that is a long day, considering the fact you work till... You work till three, and then you look after what you look after Arthur from what three till six. Yeah, and then he's and then he's in bed again. Yeah, that's a that's a long day. Yeah, I suppose, but you know, every parent's got the same sort of challenge. No, absolutely, no, no, absolutely. I'm not saying it's unique to you. I'm saying that I was just trying to diagnose why you felt tired. Yeah, and I think I've cracked it. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, right, shall we make a start, Keaton? Cool, yes. Obviously got Rod back this week. Um, Hello. Second week in a row. Hi, Rod. We uh, spoke about last time about the technological side of things, really, about creating your own software. So Rod transitioned from not knowing anything about code um, to being a code guru. Again, we covered all this last time. So this time we thought we'd kind of put the code bit to one side and talk about the energy industry as a whole and um, your experience of coming from outside the energy industry again, maybe for someone starting up as a youngster. Um uh, or not a youngster, but a newbie in the industry and how they might transition and any tips and tricks we can give them. I guess so. just how you transition from, again, from outside to inside, how you got there. Okay, well, I would first like to caveat this by saying I'm, I'm definitely not an energy industry expert. You are. I, I know I've picked some <laughs> things up along the way, but the biggest revelation for me is actually I've learned, I've learned this today, about half an hour ago, when the three of us realised that... Um, I, I'm in a job where I didn't know anything about code and now I code and I didn't know anything about energy and now I'm in an energy related <laughs> business. So it makes me feel it's, like I'm it's, rem- it's, remar- it's remarkable really that utility click is still going, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just trying to work out why I took the job in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, heavily underqualified uh, on both sides of things. It's a good uh, message, though, isn't it? If anyone yeah. wants to go into any industry, it is a good message. If you want to be an astronaut, five years time, you could be on the moon. Maybe I will be. <laughs> You've proven, Rod, that no matter, you know, don't ever doubt yourself because if you work hard, you can be a amateur software coder <laughs> and light energy expert. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, no, I definitely. Um, I mean, I I, used, I came from the oil and gas industry, so I did know something about energy. But uh, sort of more upstream, um, the yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have a great deal of knowledge when it came to utilities. I'd obviously done the old home switching myself. Um, you know, everyone's everyone's done that, um, and I didn't really realise the kind of business to business sector was was so enormous. Obviously, there's a lot of businesses out there, but my assumption was everyone switched themselves. Everyone, you know, just went on to go compare or, or whatever and did that themselves or or spoke directly to the suppliers. So when Andy spoke to me and said, actually, 75% of the market or whatever it is, is dominated by brokers, I was quite surprised. Um, so that was the first kind of revelation, I suppose, for me that, um, that the market is so enormous. 
and having obviously worked in the space for five years now we know you know most of the tpis out there um we've got a database of all the tpis that exist but even now you know there's more and more tpis emerging um and i find it quite amazing that there's such a you know a a, a breadth of market out there to uh, to accommodate you know so many um startup businesses and uh, as well as kind of long-standing um brokers as well so yeah i found that quite interesting um so i guess though you know i didn't i didn't know a great deal i mean i kind of fell back on andy for his knowledge 99 percent of the time when we started this business the idea was you know he's the uh he's the energy geek uh, and i was the commercial guy so you know at, at the start any question or query i had relating to energy instantly i'd revert back to andy he'd answer the question i'd get back to the client or you know or andy would take over that on that side of things i suppose what happens over the, over time is that that transitions and you get to a point where you know a couple of years in i'm able to answer you know maybe 50 percent of the questions that that are, that are asked of me and, and then that kind of um you know increases increases again um but yeah so now i guess i know a fair bit about energy and utilities but there's still a very much a uh, there's an aspect which is either too complicated too involved or you know just not suited to to, to, to anyone other than uh mega energy geek andy yeah that's good what 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 kind of time frame do you think you it was until you felt quite comfortable is that is that the couple of years you say um i'd say I'd say like after after a year you feel fairly comfortable you know roughly what's mm. what what you're doing. I think that even I think with with our the way we did it we're building new features all the time and you know suddenly a, a new feature would 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 be scoped out and it'd be you know um for some for some technical aspect of the energy industry that I knew nothing about and I'd say oh there's there's something else there's something more to do. So there's always more to learn so I guess you know but after a year or so, I think you know you can you can know the basics and 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 understand it enough. Um, but as I say, there's there's a lot that still goes over my head that I I uh, I have to refer back to uh, to the experts. I guess that's always the case in any industry. Is the kind of more you branch into, the more you're going to learn. Obviously, we've branched internationally into the states, and obviously that's brought new knowledge as well. Well, recently. yeah. I mean, Andy, you've obviously immersed yourself in that. Uh, you know, my my knowledge there is is, is nowhere near yours. Um, no, but the the thing about the energy industry is you can't just look it up on Wikipedia when you mm. you know trying to challenge yourself to understand as much as possible about I don't know utility links to zip codes and everything like that. You can't just type these things into the internet. It's such a specialized area mm. that you've uh, it's, you, there's a bit of guesswork. There was guesswork with utility click. Mm. We didn't know. We say I was an energy expert. I didn't know anything about the SME market kind of made it up as we went along think- uh, let me ask let me let me ask you something Rod because I think it's quite interesting that when you mention about the transition between not understanding the energy industry but the transition between oil and gas and energy and you saying you were surprised at how big the market is do you do you remember about three or four weeks ago we had a that conversation with your friend the, not your friend, your acquaintance that used to work with at the oil and gas side of things, and he works for that hedge fund, mm-hmm. and he was asking some advice from us. Do you find it interesting 
that he turned around and said, you know, they've been focused in oil and gas for the last five years. That's what you guys, that's how you guys knew each other. But they're fundamentally shifting now to the downstream utility sector because of the mass opportunity that's in this sector now compared to oil and gas. If you think about renewables, you think about technology, the the, the fact that there's still such a an opportunity for uh, technology to grow in this sector and for you know the uh, focus of government on you know how we're going to be consuming and generating electricity and also domestically how we're probably going to change the way we use energy over the next 10 years do you find that i know that it can get a little bit um technically detailed the energy sector but do you do you find that really interesting when you look at the transition between oil and people that have been in your position transitioning from the oil and gas side of things into the utilities industry like you have because of the opportunity that's in this industry. Yeah, I suppose when you, yeah, that that's fair. I think that, you know, oil and gas, hydrocarbons is going to be with us for a long time. But, mm. you know, the way we generate electricity is changing and has to change, you know, towards more, towards greener solutions. Um so it's more now about or going towards how we use the energy more effectively, more efficiently, how we monitor that, how we, you know, uh, how we distribute it more efficiently as well. So there's a massive opportunity, opportunities for technology in the mm. utility space to enhance, mm. Mm. enhance that. I mean, I suppose there's, there's areas that, you know, things like smart metering that mm. I still don't know a huge amount about, um, to be honest, it, it kind of when I came into the industry, I assumed that you know the majority of businesses ran on you know smart meters already or AMR meters. Mm. Um, I was quite surprised to hear that they didn't. I mean, it seems an obvious step for me for you know for data to be recorded regularly and sent back for accurate consumption. Because that that was a big thing for us when we started the uh, business. We wanted to get involved in software because we saw it as the future. But it is remarkable that if you look at a lot of other sectors and then you look at the utility sector and I, I said, right, we're going to build a pricing CRM system. It's like, okay, so how does how's this going to work? Well, we, you, you know, what kind of APIs are we going to have in place with suppliers and customers? No, nothing, nothing. You just, we're just going to make the current processes better. Now we're in a position that we can properly automate that side of things. But when we came into the industry five years ago, there's nothing, Well, there isn't really now. You know, it's moved so slowly in the energy industry. Yeah. Um, it's a very, like you must have seen that yeah. when you came in, how archaic and manual and uh, backwards the energy sector is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it did amaze me at the time that, you know, I think when we scoped out the system and you were saying, you know, uh, for example, sending out a bespoke tender to someone, I was like, okay, so, uh, you know, how, how does that get sent out? Does that just get, uploaded straight into their system and then you know do they you know does it all kind of come back in and no it's it's an email what with a t an attachment on it yep and it's you know it's really those processes just and and you know that's that's the still the way it works in the mainstay and that's you know obviously we're trying to change that with our, our supplier product one thing i was going to say that I've, I've found interesting genuinely is that you know tpis approach things very very differently to each other and i didn't you know i would have assumed i don't know i would have assumed that you know i found out there's lots of brokers out there fine i would have assumed the process is fairly fairly similar for all of them and the way that they approach that is fairly similar but it's not 
the the process especially for procurement is very very similar and should be you know you could kind of optimize that process and and, and that would be it but each of our tpis that uses our system and you know all the tpis we come across from a sales perspective as well when they want to look at our system they all approach things in a very different way and they have their own processes and ways of doing things and i find that really really interesting that there are so many ways to do the same thing um and they range from you know being very very broad brush kind of approach to kind of putting contracts in place and and you know taking a hands-off approach to the the real intricacies of of ensuring a customer gets exactly the right deal and ensuring that you know that gets locked in and that there's no problems with that going live and there's just a whole kind of range of different ways that TPIs do things. And I found that quite interesting coming into this industry. Mm, I agree. I agree. But it is the same whenever you've got a technical, technically complex process mm. being managed manually. Mm. Like I always say it to people, I've always, I think I might, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, the biggest uh, objection I used to get when I was onboarding and training tpis they turn around and say i don't like your system i'll be like why is that it's like well in excel you know i can write whatever i want but in your system i've got to fill in these boxes i was like yep that's exactly what you've got to do because in excel if you write whatever you want your business can't report against it and and that's you know with excel you can put in whatever you want you can write whatever columns you want you can do whatever functions you want because there's no set process and that's why our system comes in to help businesses within the industry You've got a procurement process, which is very, very complex, but there's no standard. There's no automation. There's no technological process, which is why I get weirdly excited about Utility Click, because we have, you're right, Rod, we have all of these different TPIs that do things in a slightly different way. As soon as we technologize this whole process, which we will do between end user, TPI and supplier, then TPIs will have to conform to whatever that set stand. There'll still be some anomalies and people working in slightly different ways, but it will standardise over time. It's an exciting time. I, it's, it, I find it interesting as well, because you know when you think to yourself sometimes, they always say about starting a business, it's about timing. And they say, have you got the timing right? And the industry's deregulated properly in 2000. And you think, well, why didn't we build this system 10 years ago? If you look at the industry, it's still ripe for disruption in terms of these processes and automating these processes and getting TPIs on board and suppliers to operate in a new way. It's so interesting that 20 years, 21 years down the line and everything's being done in exactly the same way as it was before. And that it's so exciting as a software company to be able to look at that and go, you know, this is, we've still got a, a really good chance of impo- not imposing, that sounds negative, but setting a procurement standard so in a roundabout type of way i'm agreeing with you rod everyone does work in different ways but you know over the next five to ten years as things do automate a bit more that'll that'll change i think yeah is there any uh, i guess talking going back to your rod and your experiences any kind of if you i know it's a kind of cliche question but looking back five years ago is when you could uh, tell yourself five years later <laughs> quite a few things I could tell myself five, five years ago. But, uh, in terms of just you know, anything you kind of uh, educate your five years younger self on, anything you've learned. Again, I'm just trying to think about anything interesting for someone who's starting in the industry. I would say 
then again, I probably I probably did this quite a lot anyway. But I'd say that you know, if you if you if you start getting too bogged down in the detail and the kind of the real complexities, refer to someone that has experience. Um, you know, because that, that there's there's a lot of some some things in this industry. The way that it works it is not that logical. And and you can sit there and go, well, why does it work like that? Why why is this not matching up with that? It should do because it does for this supplier. Um, the answer is that there's you know there's discrepancies and dis- and in the way that things work. Is that okay? I think, I think that's good. I think that's good. It is interesting from your take, Rod. New to software, new to the energy industry, it is interesting to get perspective on that. I think to talk about things positively as well. I do truly believe. I thought it was really interesting when we talked to your guy who manages that hedge fund. And he said that we're focusing very much on utilities and I don't blame him. There's so, there's a, so much money that can be made out of this industry. It's going it, to, I truly, 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 truly believe that this is going to be one of the big two or three disruptors, like revolutions in the next 20 years. The internet followed by um, you, energy generation and, and usage and cryptocurrency but there's no place for me to talk about cryptocurrency either but i do i like i'm so excited about the energy industry i think there's loads of money to be made out of it thing with thing with the oil and gas thing as well you just you know you can't you've got to diversify if you're focused on oil and gas Mm. and Mm. yeah for so many reasons that that for example i mean look if your speciality is petrol engines i mean you've got to change like every car manufacturer now has to create electric cars what is it 2030 you're not gonna be able to produce any new ones yeah. yeah it's just you know oil and gas is always gonna be with us but um but yeah you've got to move into renewable sectors and and, and make and reduce energy consumption make people look smart at, look at look at saudi aramco or however you pronounce it look at the i mean they sold off a, a proportion of their stake to invest in renewables bp are investing heavily in renewables wind generation they've got to you're right like you can't you'd be it'd be like the blockbusters you know, of of the 1990s, you'd get a company that's just like, I'm not going to accept this disruption and this change coming through and you'll die. So they're, they're, you're absolutely right. They have to diversify. They have to protect, you know, their revenues, even if that means having to invest a lot of money. And it's going to happen. There's too much pressure from government. And the most important thing is that there is now more and more pressure from the public and an expectation from the public that, we should be doing much more on climate change. That wasn't the case ten years ago. Well, that's it. You can't. You can't um, ethically. You can't any longer have like a hundred percent of your investment portfolio in oil and gas in yeah. in dirty industries. Yeah, absolutely. Look at Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, it's seen as very very unattractive to invest in Bitcoin now. You know, give it another three four years, and it, and with more electric vehicles on the road, and you'll have that same disdain and. Uh, Irrita- irritation towards people that drive massive old Land Rovers and you've got one person sitting in it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Anyway, yeah, no, I think that's good. Yeah. I did have a game that I planned oh. by Candy because I thought it was rubbish, but, you know. What, what, worse than the last one? It's definitely worse than the last one, yeah. Have you got an approximate time scale on your game? Well, this is all about fun. So <laughs> and you can't have fun without putting a time constraint on something. Um, <laughs> I, do, I, I, my, my whole life, my whole life to this day means that I have to openly tell you I disagree with that. Okay. I think fun should always be contained. 
And and actually, in in the coronavirus world, I don't know if you found this, but everything now you have to book time slots for. Like you have two hours to have mm. fun. That's the maximum you're allowed, and then you have yeah. to leave. Yeah, I think that coronavirus is helping to destroy spontaneity, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I've never been that easy, like booking a table for lunch or something like that. It's always been, you know, it's always. I can't fun. wait for that to happen, where all the pubs are open. You're in a pub, and then it gets like half nine, and we'd all normally you'd be agreeing that you'd be heading off at ten, and then someone says, "Oh, do you want to go to another pub?" And I'll be like, "I do not." like surprises (laughs) i'm going home right go on then keaton okay um so you've heard of jeopardy no oh uh, like um when you get game show oh sorry i thought you meant when you get arrested is this the one where you aren't they give you the answer first and then you have to guess the question that's it yeah yeah so it would be like um the fastest animal land animal on earth and then you would say what is a Cheetah, is that right? <laughs> Questioning my... Uh, Why are all your, your games always so complicated? You're going to look very stupid in this game. I but of course it's Energy Jeopardy or Genody. Genody doesn't really work, but Je- kind of Je- like combining Jeopardy and Energy because you've got the kind of core... Anyway, so question. maybe you just want to like shout your name out to buzz in. <clears throat> okay. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> this is all going to get cut, but... <laughs> Um, okay, this is quite interesting though, this first one. You ready? A standard unit of energy, it is defined as the amount of energy needed to raise the temperature of a pound of water by one degree Fahrenheit. Rod. Go on. Oh no, I knew the answer to this. Then I. Uh, it's a joule. No, it's equivalent to 0.3 watt oh, no, hours, 1,055 joules. I'm sorry. Or 252 calories. I'm sorry, I've forgotten how the game works again. I think that's why I made a mistake. We've got, I think we've got to say... What is yeah? What is what is the thing he's talking about? What is a what is a joule? But it's not a joule because it's equivalent to one thousand and fifty-five joules. What is a what? Oh, what I know, I know, Rod. Yeah, Rod. What is a calorie? No, it was equivalent to two hundred and fifty-two calories. Oh, this, I wasn't even listening to the question to the answer. <laughs> what is what is a is it a I don't know. It's a good. Question. It is what is a BTU? I thought you know it'd be quite apt. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Which actually stands for British Thermal Unit. So. We're going to cut. Yeah. We're going to cut that question, aren't we? Because that was. Yeah. 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 I think we're going to cut it all, to be honest. Next question two. I'm a natural weather condition that unleashes five times more heat than the sun and travels at speed of two two hundred seventy thousand miles an hour. I'm about as thick as a thumb, but I am two to three miles in length. A natural weather condition. Rod. Yeah. What is lightning? Yeah! <laughs> Very good. Just, yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that if someone dropped off this call accidentally during this quiz, that we'd have to end the quiz and we can go back to work? Invented in 1879, <laughs> but a version of this is still used in nearly every home or office in the world. Traditionally seen as a oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we'll leave it there. It was a good try, though, Kate. I mean, he was winning as well. So he was winning. Yeah, yeah. it surprises me. I mean. He forfeited, so effectively I win. That's true. I guess that's the rules. Yeah. It's like in my um, yeah, game of FIFA, you call out. Yeah, yeah I, by default win through. Yeah.